You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Turn the Jets Live. I'm your host, Steven Zantz. Russo is still recovering from his surgery, but wish him all the best. We are joined by a member, second time on the show of the Jets beat, Antoine Staley of the New York Daily News. Antoine, how's it going, man? Appreciate you coming on again. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, you know, nothing's been going on with the Jets, right? I feel like you've been uh, covering just, you know, minor stories. How's it going yeah, with everything? Yeah, I mean, just another busy offseason. So, I mean, it's just par for the course. But, yeah, it's definitely uh, – <laughs> things have been interesting, to say the least. Just a little interesting. Uh Obviously, he's not officially a New York Jet, but Aaron Rodgers has been, you know, the most important thing that's been going on, not only with Jets, but like in the NFL as a whole. I mean, what what can you tell us about this whole process? Because I know you've been, you know, digging inside the building for some information before Aaron obviously spoke on the McAfee show the other day. But uh, what was really like the sentiment, you know, building up to that announcement from everything that you heard? That they're still been working on, which is obviously it's still been work. It's being working on right now. Uh, obviously, the two sides are definitely Aaron wants to get it done. The Packers definitely want to get it done. They've been kind of vocal about it without having actually directly say it. And then the Jets, obviously, from their perspective, want to get it done, although they hadn't necessarily said anything uh, publicly about that. But, yeah, it's still still being worked on. They hope to get it done soon. Uh Sooner the better, I think, for both sides. But, you know, for what I understand, the Packers would at least want the Jets' first-round pick. And I don't know if uh, the Jets necessarily want to give that up. And that's kind of really the standstill. But my perspective is uh, I know the Jets don't want to give up the first-round pick at number 13. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but having an Aaron Rodgers there, I definitely think is still worth it. I mean, if you just have to give up one pick to get him then I say go ahead and do it. I mean, I know you want to keep that pick, but nobody's going to have the impact that Aaron Rodgers is going to bring to your team, at least you know, for the next maybe year or two. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So I, I feel like Joe Douglas is going to be very firm about not giving up 13, but do you see a scenario where he would give uh, the 2024 first-round pick? So maybe it's conditional, like if the Jets maybe make the AFC Championship game, it becomes a first, then obviously it could be a second or third, depending on the end result. Like, Do you see that as a more realistic possibility? Conditional, yeah, maybe, but uh, I don't know if the Packers would do it like for AFC Championship because I mean, they, I mean that might be. I'm not saying it's unrealistic, but it, it would take a lot for that to happen. Like maybe if they made the playoffs, then yeah, I could see it. You know, possibly doing that, but or if he plays a number of snaps or whatever the case may be. But you know, the Packers want their first round pick, and I don't blame them. I mean, they know the Jets are they Jets are on a particular situation where. You know, Aaron Rodgers has come out and said that he wants to be there. Uh, they obviously want him to be there. They The options have kind of come off the table a little bit. They're second and third. So, they're, I mean, I'm not saying anybody has leverage, but, you know, from their perspective, they they definitely want to get it done so they can get him in the building and try to get him more acclimated with his, with his new teammates. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally get that. And for me as a Jets fan, and obviously somebody who does content about the team, I mean, I want him there ASAP. I feel like, 
people will be like, oh, he's going to skip OTAs. I feel like he wouldn't. I feel like he wants to meet his new teammates. He wants to develop some chemistry. I think he has like a little bit of a chip on his shoulder based on everything you heard him say on that show. It seems like he's angry and he feels like the Packers are disrespecting him. And I, I can't speak because I don't know what they told him and what they didn't tell him. But is that the same sentiment that you got from that interview? I think from his perspective, he probably wishes they would have had better communication with him. I think from his standpoint, he probably knew, like, at some point, like, they're going to move on to Jordan Love. I mean, he was kind of in the same situation, you know, as a young guy with Brett Favre, and they drafted, you know, they drafted him, and, you know, he sat behind Brett for three years. And at a certain point, you just come to the realization, like, it's going to happen. I think the only reason it didn't happen to this point was he was, you know, he won the multiple MVPs and the Packers had made the playoffs like three consecutive years in a row. So in that case, you're not going to, you know, get rid of a guy that's playing at a MVP type level, arguably the best quarterback in football. And then last year he suffered some injuries. Uh, Obviously the team wasn't the same there and, you know, his involvement with the team became less and less, but yeah, you kind of hope that he would be a part of OT. Like he needs to, because, he needs yeah. to get the rapport with his teammates and uh, new coaching staff. Obviously, he knows the system, so I don't think necessarily that's the thing. But you want to have the guys be up to snuff and uh, come up to par and learn the system, especially considering they're, they're coming from the Mike LaFleur offense, which is a similar concept, but it's still, you know, kind of grammatically it's a little bit different than what uh, the Daniel Hackett runs. Do you think that they're going to run the exact same offense he ran in Green Bay since Hackett is the offensive coordinator? Or do you think it'll be a little bit different? Maybe more of the things that you saw in Denver, but obviously Aaron having a lot more say because, you know, he's worked with the Hackett before. I think it'll be pretty similar. I mean, obviously everybody has their own like spin on things with offense, but yeah, they'll probably be about the same. Um, obviously, you know, you, that's the offense Aaron Rodgers is known for, you know, as about a years, especially with Mike LaFleur. So, but yeah, everybody has their kind of, a lot of people teams run the same system anyway. It's just kind of, they put their own spin on it with terminology and, you know, wrinkles and things like that. And I think that's probably what they'll end up doing. All right. All right. So I know you were, you attended Alan Lazard's uh, virtual presser earlier today. I saw you tweet out that he's wearing number five in honor of KG, which I think is kind of cool because 13 is actually retired by the Jets. What, what else did you gather from that presser? It seems like he's super excited. He said it's Super Bowl or bust. He's so excited to play with Aaron again. But what was really like your thought process on him as someone who really never covered him or watched him closely other than last year when they went to Lambeau? Um, I mean, I, I've kind of seen him, like, because I watch, I watch a lot, ton of college football. So I've kind of seen him for years, especially when he was at Iowa State. And then thought he should have been drafted. But he went undrafted. Jacksonville picked him up and, you know, ended up turning on this solid career with the Green Bay Packers. Had his best year of his career. Had 60 catches last year. And I think we think, you know, he's going to be really instrumental to the Jets' offense, too, especially alongside Garrett Wilson, who I think is going to get more attention this upcoming year simply because of the year that he had. And I think now you implement Aaron Rodgers and that's going to be his big threat. I'm not, I'm not going to go as far to say he's going to put up Devontae Adams night numbers because Devontae Adams is a Hall of Famer and Garrett mm-hmm. is still early in his career. But, you know, I definitely think he's could take a step forward. But as far as what I gather for the press conference, uh, I just definitely think, you know, Nathaniel Hackett played a big role in him coming to the Jets too. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the thought of having Aaron Rodgers certainly is enticing, but I thought yeah, even more so having Nathaniel Hackett there in New York, I definitely think, you know, that put, was the icing on the cake there and was a big reason why he ended up deciding to sign with the Jets in the first place. 
Yeah. So the one thing that everyone's been kind of putting together, you know, just connecting the dots here is because they got Lazard, they're paying him the exact same money that Corey Davis is making annually. They play similar roles, both big body receivers, both who are really good in the running game. I think Lazard is considered by a lot of people as the best receiver from a run blocking perspective in the NFL. Do you think Corey's going to be outright cut? Do you think he's going to be included in the trade that goes back to Green Bay for Rodgers? It seems like he's probably going to be in the trade because if they didn't want him, I feel like they would have cut him already. Wouldn't you think? Well, I mean, they still can cut him. I mean, they, they might. I mean, it depends on what the Packers want to do. The Packers may not want him, but if they do, then, yeah, I think, I think he could be involved in the trade. Carl Lawson could still be involved in the trade, too, as well. He had some kind of cryptic tweet the other day as well, but uh, they need to free up some money. They got to free up money either way, you know, whether it be, you know, they cut those guys or end up trading them because the fact of the matter is once you absorb that Rogers contract, and I know – is going to get restructured at some point, which is also a sticking point, which is going to taste why things are kind of taking the time that it is that, you know, at a certain point, like you want to have still a little bit of money to spend because you're going to have to uh, pay your draft picks. And also you just want to have money just in case, you know, things might happen. And also Quentin Williams is, you know, scheduled to be a free agent after next season and he wants the big deal. So I think it's, and you have to pay him because, one, you already have holes in defensive tackle anyway, even with him. And two, you cannot afford to let him walk out the building. So, yeah, they definitely have to find a way to pay him and free up some money that way. So I'm glad you brought that up. Do you think that he will get a deal done, you know, before training camp? Do you think this lingers into the, you know, the season? I feel like the fact that they brought back Quincy means there's a good sign that they're going to negotiate well with Quinnen because same agent, brothers. I feel like it's almost like a package deal. What do you think about that? I think it'll get done before training. I'm not sure about OTAs though. Like okay. I, I think, uh, I mean, that, essentially that means they got two months in order to do it. Um, and right now they're still obviously he's not their priority. Obviously the priority is trying to get this Aaron Rodgers situation taken care of, and then the draft, and then probably Quentin Williams would probably be third in that order. But I think the fact of the matter is they they will get it done at some point, but. He may not show up the OTAs, which is I think is fine. I mean, he's a you know veteran. I don't think it's necessarily that big of a deal, but I think it's the same. It's and they're still one of the same defense, so it's not like they have you know changes there. But yeah, I think just get if they can get it done before training camp, I think that'd be you know the ideal situation for sure. Do you think there's a possibility that a guy like Tom Clements joins the offensive staff with Rogers coming along? I know he has a good relationship with him. I feel like there's going to be somebody added that Rodgers really likes in addition to Hackett. Is that a possibility or you think the offensive staff is completely set? I, I won't say completely set. I mean, I, anything can happen, but as far as what I understand, I don't think that's necessarily in the cards, but again, you know, anything can happen, especially when you <laughs> have Aaron Rodgers there uh, and he wants his guys there and some familiarities to, so it would surprise me. I mean, the Jets are already doing a lot of things to cater to him in the first place. So it would surprise me if they were to continue to go down that road. Yeah. So I w- I'm interested to know what kind of free agents that they're looking at. They've obviously brought back a few guys. They let a few guys go like Mike White, Barrios, and Feeney to Miami. Um, I saw earlier today that they're still talking to Beckham. I know that Rogers said who wouldn't want Beckham on their team. So you're kind of connecting the dots there that they'd be interested in him. But obviously he's going to be expensive unless his market dries up. Besides him and, you know, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and whomever from Green Bay, who are some guys to keep an eye on because they need to fill the safety spot. They probably need some interior defensive line help and probably maybe another linebacker to help out Mosley and Quincy because behind those two guys, they're pretty. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. 
a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then you'd expect Quan's going to walk. Who are some guys you've heard that they're interested in, and maybe there's some guys that they actually will probably end up bringing in? Well, I, I don't know. I don't expect a lot of moves because, like, they're not going to have a ton of money. <laughs> because when you when you absorb that Rogers deal, and you know, obviously, you know, that's going to take up a bulk of the money. They'll have some, but but it's only six. But isn't it only sixteen against the actual cap for the year, and they're, they could do void years and stuff like that? I feel like they're going to pile up some guys, right? Yeah, I think they could, but I don't expect it's going to be like big ticket guys, like I think a lot of people expect it to be. And as you kind of hit up, they still need a center. They definitely mm-hmm. safety. I don't know. I they might be center. Safe. I mean, you still got Jordan Whitehead on the roster too. Depends on what they want to do with him. And they picked up Chuck Clark uh, from the Ravens, so uh, they kind of play similar type roles, but. Yeah, they seem content from what I understand that they're going to keep him. They're going to keep both of them, at least for now. Uh, definitely linebacker is still a concern. We talked about defensive tackle, too, as well. They definitely uh, – I know they tried to go out and try to, you know, get Quinn Cox, obviously. You know, they offer him a lot of money, but, you know, he still wanted to stay with the Eagles, which, you know, I don't blame him what's so big. You know, he's fan with a, a Super Bowl contender there, yeah. even though they've had some changes there. but. Yeah, I definitely think Odell is something that they're definitely going to uh, be interested in because, you know, it's something that everyone just wants and it's a priority. And you talked about Randall Cobb, too, as well. I don't, I, I don't necessarily know how many catches he'll get in the office, but to have him as like a fifth receiver, I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing in the world. But it's going to come yeah. down to price with Beckham. That's basically what it's going to come down to. And uh, it might be some teams that could offer him a little bit more money, but you kind of hope that, you know, the thought of playing with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he might decide to take a little bit less money there. He also has a place here from his time with the Giants, so it's like a comfort level of, you know, he knows what it's like to live around here. So I think, you know, anything's possible with that. Um, they were linked to a guy in Jamal Williams who ended up going to the Saints. Do you think that they're still kind of dancing around in that market? Because, you know, we don't know if Brees Hall is going to be ready for week one. I expect him to, you know, to be ready or at least somewhat ready early in the season. Zeke is a guy that I've been interested in. Do you think that there's any interest there or probably not? I would, I, I, it might be, but I, I have a certain, you know, thought about running, but I draft them. I don't sign old veteran free agents as far as running backs, especially okay. ones that are uh, past their prime. Now, <laughs> they, I mean, they're the team. They can do whatever the hell they want to. But, you know, <laughs> from my perspective, like, I draft them. I keep them for four or five years, and I get rid of them. I don't necessarily get, you know, second-year contracts, too, unless, you, unless you're special. Like, yeah. Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, like, that special. Like, so, like, Ezekiel, the thought of Ezekiel, like, maybe, but – Again, like I think they, I've been saying it, they should draft a running back. They really should because you don't necessarily know if Priest Hall, yeah, he might be ready, but is he going to be, you know, fully 100%? It took Saquon a full year 
coming back from ACL injury just to be himself once again. Who's to say, you know, with Brees, like he suffered an injury late October last year that he's going to, he's probably not going to be exactly what he was, at least not early on. So the, the way to do that is to take pressure off him. I thought Jamal Williams would have been, you know, a really good deal there. I'm surprised, you know, he didn't get more money than what he Me did too. from the say. I was like, wow, the running back market is, you know, not very good. Apparently a lot of people don't think highly of it, but, you know, I expected Jamal Williams to, you know, get a whole bank and spend, I definitely didn't expect him to go to the Saints, even though I know, you know, some lingering situation with Kamara, but yeah, I definitely think they're going to address the running back position one way or the other, probably the draft, but, you know, I can definitely see them bringing in a free agent as well. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't want them to break the bank for it, but because of the uncertainty of when Brees is going to be, you know, himself, uh, Ty Johnson's a free agent, Michael Carter, I think, regressed a little bit in year two in the system, and I think Van Knight's a nice addition. I think they're going to use him a lot on specials, especially with Braxton going to Miami, but yeah, I think you should always, you should always try to fill up your running back room with youth because like you said, it's a position that you sh- you don't necessarily want to give a second contract unless it's a generational player like an Emmett Smith or an Adrian Peterson and whatnot. So yeah, I, I hope that they address it in some capacity, but I do feel good about that room. I'm scared about interior defensive line right now outside of Quentin Williams. I know they brought Solomon Thomas back, but he's really just a rotational player. Um, but yeah, do you think that that's a possibility, you know, if they keep the 13th pick? And if they, if like the three linemen that they've been linked to, I guess right now with um, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, and then Skaronsky from Northwestern, do you think that's a possibility? Oh yeah. They definitely need the, I mean, defensive tackle, I think tackle, offensive tackle, uh, linebacker, I still think is a possibility too as well. But yeah, I don't know if they would take one that early, but I definitely think defensive tackle is definitely something you can look at. You know, I know Jalen Carter, um, his, he might slip a little bit because you know, he came into his pro day a little bit overweight and, you know, didn't run as, you know, as well in the drills there. So, I mean, if he's there, I mean, he has the talent. It's just a matter of him, you know, putting it together and, you know, being in a tremendous shape. And maybe he feels like, you know, now that his days are kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, put this thing to bed a little bit too with his legal issues that maybe he can get back on the right track and, you know, be in an organization that has a good defense, has somebody alongside him with like a Quentin Williams that could help motivate him. So that might be an option too for them as well. Uh, I definitely think offensive tackle is still a concern because I like Dwayne Brown. I mean, he'll be 38 in August. So even if you do have him back and he's, you know, relatively healthy, you're still going to need somebody uh, eventually to take that spot. But then he looks good. I mean, it's, it's no denying that as far as the weight loss, but again, he's going to be in the final year of his contract soon because they're not going to pick up his fifth year option. So you definitely want to, you know, build for the future. I definitely think, you know, having Beckton there and he hadn't played in two years, so I don't know how much you can rely on him, but it's a good piece to have for depth. And then that's what you want to have, somebody that can, you know, if something goes down, like as far as the injuries, we said they had 11 offensive linemen last year start games for them. You don't, you try not to have that again, but in case you do, you you definitely want to make sure you have some depth there at that spot. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. Um, I, I feel like Becton is going to end up being the starting right tackle. I think he'll beat out Max Mitchell, who I thought actually played really well in spot duty last year. I know he had that, uh, I think it was clot, um, a lung clot, a blood clot in his lung. Blood clot, yes. Yeah, yeah, I hope he's okay. Um, no noise on Connor McGovern. Do you think that they're going to bring him back, or do you think they're going to more likely go in maybe the second round or something, get a center in the draft? I feel like they should get two centers, or at least somebody who has positional flexibility. What do you think about uh, Connor McGovern right now? 
probably not going to come back. I think okay. that's part of my uh, expectation. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you, like bringing a veteran, but also uh, maybe draft a guy too as well. So that way you have that vet- veteran leadership too as well. And also have a young guy where you can possibly mold as well. So I think, you know, second, third round might be an option for them at that spot. But yeah, def- I, as far as McGovern, uh, I got the sense before free agency that he probably wasn't going to return. Makes sense to me. Um, they did bring in the guy Schweitzer from Washington. Yes. Uh, it seems like he's basically the Herbig replacement. Would you say it's safe to say that Herbig's not going to be brought back? Yeah, well, I think he's agreed to a contract. I think it was Pittsburgh. I think uh, the Steelers. Oh, he did? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. And obviously, Feely is going to Miami. So I definitely yeah. think he kind of takes both of those roles. I mean, Jeff fans aren't too upset that Dan Fitty is not going to be back. You know, great hair, good locker room guy, but not very good at blocking. So I'm not overly upset by that. Um, so I, I appreciate you taking the time with me, you know, the last 20 minutes. But um, I want to do two things. One, I want you to predict the compensation of the trade, what you think it's going to end up being. And I won't hold you to it if you're wrong. And two, I want you to pick just the day of when you think it's going to happen, because you kind of said before the draft, but I, I want to at least get to your prediction on this. Uh, I mean, the conversation, I probably will say, um, I think they're going to give up the first round pick. I really do. I think, I think that's probably what they're going to have to give up. I, I know they don't want to, I know they're kind of button heads, but yeah, just, just give up the pick. I mean, it's not, I mean, I know it's a big deal, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, you still have, you know, other picks in the draft too, as well. Uh, so they just give up. If it takes 13 they, and Aaron Rodgers takes the uh, Jets to the AFC championship next year, nobody's going to give a damn about that pick anyway. So they just give, just give it up and just be the, if that's the only pick you have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers, fine. Like, okay, that's what I would say. But yeah, I think, you know, that's probably what's going to end up happening. Uh, as far as the day, uh, hell, probably I'll say, I'll say April the 7th, let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But uh, are you excited now? You know, they're not going to have all these 1 o'clock games. You're going to have some primetime games. What are, you, are you excited for that, or are you prefer that really. to be earlier? <laughs> not really. You don't want the late-night traffic getting out of the stadium? <laughs> no, it's not that, but it's it's just deadlines. It's definitely uh, – you have to look at it from our perspective as far as deadlines. We have, like, late deadlines, and then if we have 11 o'clock games, we're not going to – it's not going to make the paper. <laughs> that's fair but um i think i feel like they're going to get a- the maximum amount of prime time games they can get they're gonna they'll probably get some- five they'll probably yeah. get five yeah which is listen for me someone who has been following the team my entire life they haven't really had a lot of prime time games other than like thursday night occasionally a monday night so i'm excited i feel like when mahomes comes to town this year that's going to be on either Sunday night or monday night football like i'm super excited for that i mean that like who doesn't want to see rogers mahomes in you know in a prime time spot i mean People want to see them play each other in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it didn't end up happening. So, um, but yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, I won't hold you to those predictions if it's a first round pick, if it's not a first round pick, and if it doesn't happen on April 7th. But uh, Please I don't. appreciate the. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Uh, make sure you guys follow Antoine on Twitter, Antoine J. Staley, correct? Right? V. v Staley. Oh, V. Staley. I'm sorry. But yeah. But Antoine Scott. Staley. It's just Antoine Staley on Twitter. But yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, make sure to follow Antoine there. Uh, he's got great pieces. I'm sure he'll have plenty of stuff about Aaron Rodgers as, you know, he's becoming a Jed. I'm sure there'll be some stuff that's going on. I'm sure Aaron's going to embrace being in New York and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Antoine, appreciate it, man. No problem. Yeah, take care. All right. Yeah. So just to, you know, wrap up the show, we'll definitely, you know, have Russo on once he's ready. 
I can't wait to have him back. We appreciate everybody who's been tuning in and uh, make sure to check out our next show.